Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Praise be the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Welcome to another episode of Real Presence Live on a soggy morning here in the Grand Cities. And uh, Father James Gross is here with you, joined as always by my partner here, Father Jason Leffer from the Diocese of Fargo. Good morning. Good morning, Father Gross. It's it's great to be here. It's great to be online. We had one of those uh, panicked moments, I guess, here uh, right before the show started where all of a sudden we did not have a Wi-Fi connection. So we apologize for the delay. And, and getting to you, but here we are, and and off we go. So who, uh, who, who needs technology anyway? <laughs> <laughs> the two of us, as you could probably imagine, could have amused ourselves uh, easily enough here in the studio for the next couple hours, but we're so grateful to be able to visit with you. And as we begin this uh, show today, I'd like to call upon you, Father Leffer, to lead us in an opening prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. God, our Father in heaven, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you, we adore you. Uh, Heavenly Father, may we be your glory. Fill this whole world with your glory, with your divine presence. Come, Holy Spirit, open our hearts, our minds, our ears, our imaginations. May we be receptive to the divine word of Christ this day. We ask all this through Christ our Lord, in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, we are going to be talking next hour, Father, um, to several folks who are involved with Real Presence Radio at a conference down in Sioux Falls, um, uh, the Faith and Business Conference, and I've been uh, sort of leafing through some of the information and the uh, purposes that they have there. So, um, this is going to be a great opportunity to share with uh, listeners throughout our whole uh, listening area. Uh, some of the great work that's being done there, and people can certainly look up on YouTube uh, past uh, keynote addresses from this event. So um, we're looking ahead to that. And uh, we also are planning at the bottom of the hour to have our usual monthly straight talk segment. And uh, we've got a couple of different things worked up here. Um, so we're kind of looking ahead to that as we um as we're about to launch into the show here so let's go ahead and um uh, we'll be uh, stepping aside for a break in just a couple of minutes but we do have father slattery with us father uh, william slattery a fellow priest of the diocese of fargo welcome back to real presence live good morning gentlemen how are you today very good hey you know so father we we just have like maybe a minute and a half two minutes to our break. Could you just introduce to uh, our listeners uh, what which book we're, we're uh, taking on this week and why we're looking at this particular uh, piece of literature? Yeah, and so uh, we're, we're talking about today uh, The Power of the Powerless, which is written by uh, the former uh, Czech president, um, Václav Havel, who was uh, during the communist takeover of the country and communist, uh, communist occupation of, of Czechoslovakia was uh, a playwright, a poet, and then kind of developed as a dissident. Um, 
for as an anti-communist. And so uh, it's very, very important work kind of against uh, ideology and speaking out against totalitarianism. And uh, I always found it was a very transforming literature to, to talk about the truth and the importance of the truth in living one's life. And I uh, had read as I was preparing for this segment also a quote from one of the leaders of the Solidarity Movement in Poland talking about how there was not a whole lot of wind in their sails with regard to morale of the movement at that particular time. And then they received a copy of this uh, lengthy essay by uh, Havel and how that really kind of helped to invigorate that whole movement. And I'm sure there are numerous others throughout the former uh, Soviet bloc in Central and Eastern Europe who had a similar reaction to that. And so we are going to uh, pick up this conversation as we talk about The Power of the Powerless by the late Vaslav Havel. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be right back after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Oh, couple. We had heartburn. (laughs) Indigestion heartburn. Do you know that your prayers today can still aid in the salvation of someone who died years ago? I'm Father Chris Alar. God is outside of time, and since he is all-knowing and all-powerful, he knows every prayer you will ever make and has the power to apply those graces to any point in time, past, present, or future. So if you have lost anyone, especially to suicide, and think that they are eternally lost, you can still help them. God can take your prayers from today and give someone grace at the time of their judgment because he forever knew that you would make that prayer and he wants you to help them accept his offer of salvation. So there is still hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. God made you for a purpose. He made you to accomplish some great work. What did he make you for? What were you really made to do? Realize your vocation with a degree designed for the Catholic professional. The University of Mary offers online undergraduate and graduate degrees steeped in the Catholic intellectual tradition. Start today in business, nursing, bioethics, education, counseling, applied theology, and more at catholicprofessional.life. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 
Welcome back to Real Presence Live on a Thursday. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leff are joining you from the Diocese of Fargo here in our Grand Forks studios. And we are visiting with a fellow priest of the Diocese of Fargo for our monthly literary lane stroll, um, Father William Slattery. Uh, before we get into some of the specifics of the um, uh, the book that we're reviewing here, Power of the Powerless by Václav Havel, could you just uh, help set the stage? Because uh, a lot of us in uh, Gen X and baby boomers remember very well how things unfolded there in the late 1980s. But could you just uh, sort of set the stage for the um, uh, 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 the revolution and um, the uh, basically the uh, uh, the downfall of the Soviet Union's grip on that part of Europe? the early 1900s and um you know for about you know kind of 60 years Havel kind of writes Havel writes that uh you know you have this growth and development of uh what becomes kind of the the Soviet bloc uh, as the countries near uh near Russia uh begin to um embrace communism uh and then grow uh what begins to kind of fall apart by the time um Havel is is writing and working is uh Really, the the kind of work of communism ran out of steam, and uh, and you have this process which was called normalization that began, um, in which basically you have this search for trying to become kind of a communist bloc with a consumerism mentality, and uh, and kind of all these concessions that were made um, under Brezhnev, and so around kind of the 1978, and particularly in Czechoslovakia, there was. Um, kind of a pushback against this process of normalization. It was called the Prague Spring, and uh, and uh, people and instrumental people like Václav Havel um, began then to become more politically engaged to um, bring down kind of the Soviet influence in uh, Czechoslovakia. And um, he was in, you know uh, in prison for many years um, through this time, and he became kind of. One of the voices of liberty, and as you kind of said before the break, uh, Father Gross, um, there's this kind of desire for freedom, this desire uh, for something different than the totalitarianism that the Soviet Union, Soviet bloc became, uh, grew uh, quickly, quickly, um, inspiring uh, you know, figures such as Lech in Poland, in the Solidarity Movement, uh, inspiring John Paul II to go uh, to Poland, and then this kind of domino effect that led to um, a bunch of protests and then ultimately the dissolution of uh, the Soviet Union in 91. It certainly made for dramatic television in the late 80s as these enormous rallies were gathering in city squares and places like Warsaw and Prague and the like. And we're grateful to say that we also have with us now, after a little delay, Nancy Gord joining the conversation. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Well, thank you and good morning. (laughs) All right. So let's well, make the most of the yeah. yeah let, let's make the most of this conversation here so that think, we have left. Yeah, I think you know, um, Father Slattery. I think yeah. a great place to go would be introduce us to the concept that he he presents about the grocer and and yeah. and and the sign. And I think that would help uh, help us get going very quickly. Yeah, uh, and so the grocer is, is he kind of uses the grocer as kind of his his. Uh, kind of common man in in his work of just like the ordinary man who lives underneath the totalitarian regime and what he calls a post-totalitarian 
uh, political environment. And so the grocer is the guy, and in, in the kind of the crux is you know, he gets a shipment of potatoes, oranges, and onions, and within that shipment is the slogan, Workers of the World Unite. And just like every grocer in the community, uh, he puts out his potatoes, his onions, his oranges, and then he also hangs in his window this sign, Workers of the World Unite. Um, and he, he speaks about this uh, in kind of this reality of the role of ideology, um, the role especially even the common man has, that he doesn't do so because he believes that the workers of the world should unite. It's more of a statement that I am a faithful citizen of uh, this communist country, and I support the nation. And so there's a kind of this sense of the this slogan becomes a sign, and the sign uh, becomes in a real way empty, only kind of uh, kind of propping up the political regime. And then so he, then he goes on to he goes on to say, and he does this imagination thing. What would happen if one day this one grocer wakes up and decides to not display the sign, and and yeah. and it could seem like oh it doesn't make a difference, but all of a sudden is it almost it's like the snowflake that leads to an avalanche and help help so that's the power of the powerless so what 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 concept is he trying to bring forth with that uh, i kind of really think like for there it's kind of almost a chesterian concept of like just the importance of like the truth of little things and how that truth of little things can really just become uh, uh like you said an avalanche a catalyst uh, to change society um because what he recognizes that in the totalitarian system, what is robbed of the individual in every form of society is power. They become right. powerless. Those who are even in power uh, have to give over more and more of themselves, sacrifice to keep the system working. Um, and that the person then who can stand and say, I've had enough, I'm done, has an extraordinary amount of power. Indeed. And Nancy... I'm sorry, Father, for for interjecting there. I just wanted to uh, bring uh, help uh, bring Nancy into the conversation here. So, um, Nancy, would you share with us some of the um, the initial takeaways from uh, from this work that that you uh, that had struck you? Well, he's very big about it. Like Father was talking about putting the sign in the window, and it could just be a matter of habit. Also, it just could be how much are you willing to live within the lie in order. To be productive and in order to survive. And I think what happened in Havel's case, there was no more living in the lie, only living in the truth and fighting for freedom of expression, for religious freedom, for the ability to publish and express one's opinion, one's work. And he just could no longer live any part of the lie. He calls it living in the truth. And I think a lot of people just make adjustments to kind of get along and survive. But there, there is a point, and he mentioned, what is the final straw that will break apart this totalitarian? And he does a great description of post-totalitarian society. And, uh, you know, what will be the final straw that people just can't live that line in any way whatsoever anymore? You know, and as- he addresses that. 
Right. As I was reading this, I had the thought that came to me was: remember the work we did a while back of Victor Frankl, the oh, man's search for meaning, suffering, and how in in his work he said, no, no matter your circumstances, no one can take your freedom unless you give it. And and Havel, what he's onto here is he's, he and he he says why it's post-totalitarian is because they can use as much force and pressure and violence and coercion, everything, everything to to all the people, but no matter how much force they use, they could never control the interior freedom or the truth of the person um, inside. And when the little person realizes this, suddenly they've won the battle. Right. And yeah. also related to Frankel is this idea of the importance of work, the, the mention of small work that you can do in a, a fruitful and humane way. And he is very, very big about saying this is not just for the betterment of self, but for the betterment of all. Yes, indeed. Um, as we're about to finish this segment here, and unfortunately, as we mentioned, because of circumstances beyond our control, it ended up being shorter <laughs> than we intended it to. Um, what kind of uh, audience would you recommend uh, this book to in terms of um, who do you think it would be most suited yeah, and, and, for? And I'm curious, Father, have you tried this with your high school students? And if you have, what, what reception have you had of it? Uh, actually, I mean, we're doing this because uh, I am doing it this year with my high school students. Uh-huh. So, and that was my uh-huh. recommendation. I think high school students um, would be a good audience, uh, high school and above. Um, it's a great kind of uh, treatise on one his- history, um, but also that kind of reality of, of in, you know, interior freedom and authenticity, um, the importance of that when living one's life. It's short. It's also accessible by PDF, so it's nice that almost anyone can get a copy of that. And, and the audience should know, too, because, I mean, part of the history of this was he, he wrote it in a really quick fashion, and the idea was it was just supposed to be a seed to germinate other ideas, and it was supposed to inspire others then to... Part of a collection of a essays. Collection of, yeah. of essays to right, respond it, to it. It was to be a stimulus. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And there were a lot of essays written in response to his ideas, adding to them contradicting them slightly, embellishing them. And so he got thoughts really going and moving. And uh, who would know that this this playwright would become president of Czechoslovakia? Well, it actually, it was, yeah. talk, talk about stimulus. It, you know, it got him um, oppressed and then arrested, and then it got him into power. Mm-hmm. The powerless became the powerful. The powerful, yeah. Right, right. right. So. Yep, so the name of the work, once again, is The Power of the Powerless by Václav Havel. Uh, The first name spelled V-A-C-L-A-V, Havel, H-A-V-E-L. And as I mentioned, those who remember um, current events, uh, or at least uh, news stories from the late 80s, uh, likely remember his name with regard to Czechoslovakia's um, uh, independence and then uh, the Czech Republic as well as uh, Slovakia. So uh, before we let you guys go, um, can you give us a little uh, sneak preview of what uh, what we're planning on talking about the next time well frankenstein by mary shelley aha uh-huh. okay a little bit of a, a gothic 
nature to that book. Well, I'm, I'm excited about it because I just recently did a, a thing with this about um, the essence of woman or the necessity of, of woman and, and right. fairy tales and stories. Or whatever. Right. So that would be very stimulating. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, that's that's plenty to, um, to, to, to pique our interest, uh, whether a person is kind of of the sci-fi, uh, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> sensibility or not. And uh, so um, Nancy Gord and Father Slattery, thank you very much much again for joining us and blessings to you in your day all right thank thank you you so much well when we come back after this break do you have any questions about maybe the recently celebrated solemnity of mary's assumption any aspects of the catholic faith at all please call in with those questions next during straight talk 877-795-0122 and we'll begin that segment right after this live engaging and local This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 